0: In today's second reading from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 10, he states, Brothers and sisters, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. This is a good explanation of the purpose of fasting. Historically, in our long tradition as Catholics, fasting involves giving up eating and drinking for a period of time in order to move closer to God. By growing in our spiritual relationship with God, we are able then to experience his glory more in our lives and we're able to give more glory to him while we're in this life. We are heading into Lent this coming week, starting with Ash Wednesday. Can you believe Ash Wednesday? Is this Wednesday? So it's very early in the year this year. Lent is a season for fasting. So maybe let's spend a little time looking at some of the benefits of fasting. How long has it been since we just really delved into not just the purpose, but in this case, the benefits of fasting we know its purpose is to ultimately help us get closer to God are there benefits absolutely there's all, all kinds of health benefits that in modern times in scientific age medicine we're realizing that are the good of fasting like for our total body system so we see the wisdom and God recommending it first to his people, to the Jews, and then to uh, Christ. He fasted himself as a human being. And then he recommended his, his own disciples to fast after he departed from them. And there's, and there's evidence that they fasted in every century up until to time this time. But I mainly want to cover the spiritual benefits. And there are many, but I'll just cover some here. A soul cleansing. How often we forget that our bodies are the temple of the Lord, especially when deciding what to eat. Fasting is a great time to remember the spiritual connections we have to our physical bodies. What happens to us physically can affect us mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and vice versa. Without the toxins we sometimes put into our bodies... We not only give our bodies a break from the digestive process, but we also allow our spirits to be detoxed. Fasting is a faith move, an expectation we have that God will fill us with his Holy Spirit just as he promised, as Christ told his own disciples. No one pours new wine into old wineskins, otherwise the wine will burst the skins and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. By fasting, we cleanse the soul and with God's grace make it new so that we can receive the Holy Spirit and become empowered to live for Christ in a new way. Number two, a new desire for God. Some people, it's you don't know what you don't know. Said another way, you don't hunger for what you don't hunger for. Or said another way, sometimes in our lifetime, we forget even how to hunger for God because we feed our appetites with so many other things. When we acknowledge through fasting that we need God to live and to live more abundantly, we can begin to desire God in a new way. And fasting sets us up for that. When we realize we need God more than we need food, we can start to understand what the psalmist meant when he wrote. This is beautiful. Like the deer that pants after running water, so my soul longs for you, O God. God, the sustainer of all life, wants nothing more than a closer connection with you. And through the spiritual benefits of fasting, we can quench that desire for more of him in our lives. Number three, a deeper praise. Because the body does not have to work to do the work of digestion, it has more energy to focus on other things. In the same vein, since we, do not, are, we are not consumed by what we are going to eat next and when, we will have more energy and focus to devote to God. While we're experiencing a new desire for him through fasting, this can cause a deeper praise to well up from within us as we start to consider all the ways that God sustains and provides for us. This helps us grow in our relationships with God. Number four, sensitivity to God's voice. This is one that a lot of us really want, to hear God's voice. Follow this. The New Testament prophetess, Anna, at the birth of Jesus, is praised in the Gospel of Luke for being a devoted servant to God and his temple. And we're told by Luke that she fasted and prayed regularly. And because of this, she was able to hear the voice of God speak clearly to her the day that Mary and Joseph brought the baby Jesus into the temple to be dedicated. And because of this, she knew he was the Christ— and told everyone who would listen to her about his arrival. When we detox the spirit and become consumed with the desire and praise for God, we become sensitive to listen to God's voice. Like Anna, when God speaks to us in the midst of chaos, we'll still be able to pick up his voice and know what he wants us to do because we have trained our ears to hear him through fasting, prayer, and praise. Number five, a new satisfaction. How often do we hear people speak about just being dissatisfied with their life in general? When you finish your fast, renewed and full of energy, detoxed with a new desire, a new praise, and a new sensitivity to God's voice, you'll find that the absence of food was small in comparison to what you gained. When Christ's disciples noticed that he hadn't eaten all day and tried to get him to slow down to eat, Christ said this, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Here are some other spiritual benefits of fasting. Fasting quiets your inner self. This is an important thing we are called to do as Christians who live in a noisy world and that noise gets inside of us. How to stop focusing on ourselves and focus on God and others. Fasting teaches us not to seek immediate gratification. We are not going to die because we feel hungry. Number seven, through fasting you gain power over physical desires. We are meant to control our physical passions with the use of two great gifts God gives us, reason and faith. And fasting is a practice that exercises both of these great gifts from God. If you can master your hunger, which you can, you can master anything else, anger, lust, pride, and so on. Number eight, fasting helps you grow gratitude. It's hard to be grateful for food when you are constantly eating it and never truly experiencing hunger, the absence of it. We don't even really enjoy food when we are eating very frequently. Fasting teaches us to appreciate food but also so many other blessings and pleasures in our life. Number nine, When you fast, you can, as we're taught from early age as Catholic Christians, offer it up. When Jesus went into the desert to pray, he fasted too. Prayer and fasting go hand in hand. You can offer up your fasting as a prayer for yourself, for your marriage, for a friend, for a family member, for the church, or some other special intention And it is powerful. When the disciples came back after being sent on a mission by him, and they start telling about all the things that they were able to do, except for this one man that they could not cast out many demons from. And they prayed and they prayed and they prayed. And Jesus said, sometimes prayer is not enough. Sometimes a more powerful prayer is necessary. Fasting. Number 10. Through fasting, we gain strength to do hard things. The practice of fasting teaches us to accept hardships that comes our way and be patient in it. Because we know it will not last forever and God's grace is there available to us. And we get through it. It is a discipline that teaches us to trust in God for our strength. The more regularly we fast, the stronger our interior life becomes, which then helps us to deal with the exterior realities around us with more strength. And finally, number 11. Fasting empties you and prepares you to receive God. When we empty ourselves out physically, we become prepared to receive God's grace, strength, love, and Presence, physical hunger is a physical manifestation of a spiritual hunger and a longing for God. I don't know if you know if you know that, right? That all of these deficits of our mortality are always, always to point us to the fact that ultimately one day is God's going to fill us and satisfy us, and we're to use these as reminders to long for Him not to satisfy ourselves insatiably with everything else, which then causes us to forget to hunger for him. Fasting helps us to remember and to see this and practice being receptive to God in our emptiness. How to fast. The good news is there are many ways to fast. During Lent, there are only two days prescribed to fast. I don't know if you remember this Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. That's it. One meal for the day and two lesser, let's say, snacks that don't make up another full meal. That's it. And Fridays are not days of fast, except for Good Friday. Fridays of Lent are for the abstinence from meat. Let's be honest. Let's let's just be honest for a moment. These are the bare minimum. Is that what you're looking for in your relationship with Christ? The bare minimum? Because if that's what you're looking for, that's what you'll get every time. There are so many other ways to fast that are so much more satisfying And help you better in your desire to grow closer to Christ. And you don't have to reserve yourself to fasting only during the 40 days of Lent. Like, you know, we usually take on another practice other than Friday abstinence and Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. Well, maybe that could be a fasting day once a week. So, for instance, once a week... You can fast from all food for a 24-hour period with just water or maybe if you need some extra nutrition and and protein, uh, beef or chicken broth. Or you can do intermittent fasting, like one day or a couple days a week or throughout the week. You only eat within like an eight-hour period, perhaps two meals. Once you finish your dinner in the evening, you fast from all foods until lunch the next day. Intermittent fasting, if you're able to do this, you always have to consider your health and talk about this with your doctor if that's not a good way for you to fast. But if it is, intermittent fasting is very popular today. And there's a whole heck of a lot of people doing it just for physical advantages. There's all kinds of medical research behind it, right? And there's, so there are many types of biblical fasts too. A popular one for men is Exodus 90. We have about 20 guys doing that right now in our parish that I know of, doing it together as a group, and Fiat 90 for women. I've just mentioned a few. There's 2,000 years of Christian tradition and the different modalities of fasting, and then before that, the Jewish forms of fasting, like the Daniel fast while you fast no matter how you fast always do it with prayer and the intention i'm doing this for you and me jesus i'm doing this to get closer to you remember too that you can also offer up your fasting for another person who needs god as much as you do or more keep this in mind too fasting is less about what we're giving up and more about what we're making room for. When we fast, we exchange what we need to survive for what we need to live and thrive. More of God. Let me end with this. Physical food definitively never satisfies us. In a few hours after eating you'll need to eat again but when you are fed from doing the work of the lord you can feel the spiritual benefits of fasting whether you're fasting to give your lenten season a deeper meaning or fasting during any other season of your life you will find a new satisfaction like you've never experienced all of which will help you and others Move closer, which is the goal of fasting and the goal of human living, moving closer to God.